I'm Felissa Rose, Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to Gag Me With A Knife. Yeah! Hey, Emily, we want to go to another summer camp? God, I guess so. If it's going to be like all the other ones, I guess I'll bring my knife and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, it's your favorite final boy and girl, Alex and Emily, again, coming at you in a new episode of Gag Me With a Knife, a weekly podcast where we dissect, disembowel, and shred the best and worst slasher movies. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about 1981's The Burning. And as always, Emily has the original and priceless VHS copy. So let's go back to camp and hear what the back of that box says. On a moonlit evening many years ago, a group of young campers played a trick on Cropsey, the camp caretaker. The trick backfired, and Cropsey became a horribly disfigured maniac, a mutilated killer with a thirst for revenge. The Burning is the suspenseful, terrifying account of the demented Cropsey's return to summer camp and of the trail of blood he leaves in the dark woods. His sinister presence shadows the sunny, sexy fun of campers, and Cropsey stalks his victims ruthlessly pursuing his macabre revenge. Great performances, frightening special effects, and the specter of a crazed killer combined for a horror feature that's a spectacle of shocks. 1981, your thoughts. Mm, uh, I said uh, specter, right? That's that's another one of those words that I'm always afraid I say wrong. (laughs) You know what I'm, you know, like colonel? Okay, anyway, <laughs> sorry. So uh, this has always been uh, one of my favorite slasher movies for probably at least 20 years or so. You know, a camp slasher always, always signed me up to, to go to camp. Anything camp-related, I'm there for. Uh, this came out, you know, like a year after Friday the 13th. But I've always liked this movie better than the first Friday movie. Sorry, hate me, everybody. What about um, the I'm, second one, though? Because the second one came out in 81. So which one do you like more? Uh, I'd probably... That's a hard one because I, I would say I can see you liking the first one more. I mean, liking this more than the first one, but the second one. Well, I would still probably pick this too, um, okay. only because I think one of the things that that, that differentiate, differentiates those two well, a lot. But Tom Savini actually turned down that movie to do this one. Right. So. Yeah. So he's a total savage in this movie when it comes to his effects and makeup. They are just out of control. Uh, the score is super eerie, intense the whole movie, and. Uh, you know, I enjoyed the time on screen with all the characters, even the thirty-year-old high school bully Glazer. Like uh, all of the all of the college-aged uh, yes. ch- children. Yeah, like he's older <laughs> than the counselors. Um, and I and I, I know we're going to talk about it before the episode ends, but it has one of the best death scenes. Uh, scratch that! It has one of the best mass kill scenes I have ever watched in a horror slasher ever. So, uh, right. what are you, what are your thoughts? Um. Okay. So. It, this this is another one of the movie these movies that has every element that I like in a slasher. It take me to camp, yes. Uh, silly little pranks, and um, you know it doesn't have to have a ton of deaths all the time. I like camaraderie. It has all that. For some reason, though, it just for a long time it just really hasn't hit the mark for me. Now I don't hate it at all by any means. I just always felt like I should like it more than I do. Um, with that being said, this time I, that I watched it, I actually liked it more. Um, I am completely in love with Woodstock. And um, I don't know what it is. And uh, the music is really, really good. 
Yeah. Um, and I've they've taken this off of most streaming services, so I had to watch my VHS copy, and um, my copy I'm pretty sure has been um, has been edited, um, because it's like the one of the first copies, and I think the raft scene is cut a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, and maybe but maybe that's just in my head, but I remembered it being a little more like there is stuff like when the cuts of the guy's finger off, like it there it's there, but not like. No, I felt like it was there for longer in other versions that I've seen. Yeah. So, um, I did think some of it was a little, like, I think there was a little, the pacing, I, I think the issue that I have with it is it, it was poorly paced. And I think that this was like a first for a lot of people with this movie, uh, making this movie um, and making a horror movie. And I think that even though people think, it's really easy to make a horror movie and let's just do that. Cause it's an easy thing and people will go see it and we'll make money off of it, which is true. I don't think everyone really knows how to pace a movie like this. And I think there was a little bit too much like pay- pacing issues, I guess, especially because of the raft scene, because that is all one big thing that right, there's right. a lot of, there's a lot of like downtime where, uh, something else should have been happening or at least like some like something fun or well, not yeah. just like, the pa- sitting around the pacing at the beginning was i think only offset by the fact of they kept showing this pov shot throughout the movie where the killer work you know he's on which we'll get m- more to the story but just pacing um com- talking about pacing only here you know he's like there in the first minutes of the camp if he killed somebody right then it would have been a totally different movie if he yeah. killed somebody after dinner at the after the mess hall that would have been a totally different movie like nobody really could die until they go to this overnight otherwise the the overnight probably wouldn't have happened the campers would have gone home like it wouldn't have been the same movie so the pacing was weird because yeah he's like stalking in the woods and you see him and you hear him breathing and and he's you just mean when he missed. comes back not at the beginning beginning well, right. the, I'm just, not, not the beginning, beginning, but the first when they I'm go to making, okay, five yeah. years later when they're when they're originally right. at camp. Yeah. Right. So um, the beginning of that camp scene, he's he's he shows up in the first two minutes of the new camp scene. Yeah. But he's just stalking them, and he's so nothing happens until they go overnight. But I don't have a problem with that, with there not being a kill. It's just that. Well, no, they kept teasing the kill over and over and over, but nothing happened. So it it fucked the whole pacing of it. Right, and like they should, what they really should have been doing was having more scenes where they were like pranking Glazer or something, you know, just like, just like fun stuff, like. They could have done it. It's like a sleepaway camp thing where it's like this long softball scene. I don't know. You know, just right. something they, that's they like could have fun done a to watch. Yeah. The pace, they kept inter- interjecting the pacing or whatever with this slow, creepy POV scene that never amounted to anything. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's. Well, but I so, mean, I, do you, should we give our ratings at the end or should we just go ahead and give them now? End of the end of the episode. Okay. After we've asked, sometimes, 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 sometimes you I do change, change your mind. mind. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> sometimes it's fun to see how my mind changes, though. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, uh, I'm. So this starts off with a. Uh, what what was the other movie that they were gonna have Cropsy be a character, but they couldn't because of this movie? You know what? I was thinking the exact same thing, and um, we've talked about it. <laughs> and we've talked about it before. I just I can't remember what it is. Right, it'll probably come to me as as the episode as we whatever. But there is another movie, and they were gonna. Oh, Madman! It was Madman. Oh, there we go. I was was like, it'll come to me. (laughs) Yeah, it was Madman. They were gonna do like it was supposed to be like a cropsy 
It was supposed to be Cropsy, but they couldn't because this one uh, because it was but they were being made at the same time. It's just that this one started it was beginning like a little bit sooner than Mad Men because they both came out around the same time. Yeah. Um. So anyway, okay. So we start this movie with um, Cropsy, who's actually a real urban legend. If you ever want to learn about him, there's like a really good documentary about Cropsy. Just FYI. <laughs> um. And he he's a caretaker at this camp. So these kids don't like him and they want to prank him. So they like get a skull with like, wor- I guess, worms in like candles and they put it next to his bed and they wake him up and he's scared and he knocks over the skull. And then so it sets everything on fire and it yeah, sets I mean, him like, on at, fire. As they walk into the cabin, you see gasoline things everywhere. And then there's vodka bottles everywhere because he's an alcoholic, which is why they hate him and, um, and why he's mean, I guess I should say or whatever. But yeah, he like, well, like I mean, but, but he had every he was basically like just um, a basically he was a gas station like his, 100%. His, like you could have gone there to get snacks and and your gas for your car it's just Dude. like why was that all in your room why was that all there and then you know when they're knocking out the window after they set the the maggot and dirt covered skull with candles on the little thing and then they go outside start knocking on the window it's really creepy um wow. how they're doing it and then he opens his eyes and that would have scared me shitless too and i don't know that i would have knocked the skull onto in my bed. Versus- I also don't think I would have had gasoline and shit in my headroom, but that's well, yeah. Magic. I couldn't sleep with gas. I, that smell would drive me crazy. But <laughs> I can't even go to the gas station and get it to carry it home in the back of the car or whatnot. But yeah, I don't know what caretakers do. But um, so yeah. Anyway, he basically just gets burnt to a total, total crisp. Comes out of the cabin, flailing in flames. And then the next scene just goes to the hospital. The hospital, and, I, which okay, that's my least favorite scene. In the whole oh, movie. I love it! I love it because the the um one the guy that, one of the doc the, the the orderly is like explaining to the doctor like you got to see this man you got to see this. But how many <laughs> analogies, comparisons, and comments does he have to say? Like we get it, he <laughs> yeah, burned, we understand. But when <laughs> when you see okay, so he goes and he opens up the little like sheet, I guess, to show where Cropsy is, uh-huh. he he reaches out and grabs him. Okay. <laughs> I, I understand. Okay. So, the, the really, in reality, the movie should have ended there, because if that's how bad he was burned, then he'd be dead, because he was straight up on a... Sk- like, that was like barbecue. It's like infection and, central. Yeah, and it's like, if none of your skin grafts worked, then, like, that's not what you would look like still. It was, he, he was, it was just like a charred black... <laughs> Like it looked I don't like know. He, it looked like someone dropped a piece of chicken on the actual burning fire, and there were black char marks, and then pink. Like it just like, yes, I mean yes, and there were parts of the chicken that didn't that didn't cook somehow. Yeah. I feel like he, I feel like his, his clothes would have fused to his skin. And all of this stuff, but yeah. So then, right after that, it goes to the opening credits. You know, boom, boom, boom. And then the two things I remember most from the opening credits: is Tom Savini and Corky Burger, whatever that is. But Corky Burger. Every time I watch it, it's like Corky. Do you know what I'm talking about? Corky yes. Burger, whatever yeah. that is. But I see it every time, and I'm like, hell yeah, Corky Burger. Whatever you are, whoever you are. I need this. I'm here for Corky Burger. And then it goes five years later. And um, first of all, like, would it really take five years for him to heal? And like, if he healed at all, like five whole years? I mean, maybe, 
maybe it would take that long for him to be able to uh, listen. The whole movie doesn't make sense because he wouldn't be able to walk or anything with right. that kind and, of yeah. So, right. uh, and, but, if, and, but, and if he can get in it, well, we'll get to. I mean, well, maybe he yeah. got some like bionic limbs by that point. I don't know. Well, he totally um, would be the lead role in any Giallo movie because his outfit, his little I mean, black, black hat, and his trench coat, and I'm like, he's dressed like he's from fucking pieces. So maybe <laughs> he just has like mannequin arms and legs, and we just don't see him. I don't know because. Uh, I don't think anything on his body would be working, but I mean, so well, I've, that, I've already says the first I've thing already, he does is go out there and hire a sex worker. Right. So I've already suspended belief because dude would be dead anyway. So I mean, five years, whatever. I mean, like, okay, here, this is, this is where we're going to go. All <laughs> right. Like go. you didn't, you really didn't have to burn him that bad because this is totally unbelievable at this point, but okay, whatever. Yeah. Here we yeah, are. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so he gets that sex worker, um, and I'm I'm sorry, but like, bitch, have some fucking standards. Well, she didn't see him until the very end. Well, that's I also don't standards. care. I, that's another thing with standards. <laughs> if someone's going be up in with a, it looks like a Grim Reaper uh, hood cape thing on. He looks like and, you know, yeah, the dark. And, and you're gonna like, you're gonna be like, okay, girl didn't look that bad. She could have gotten better than that. Even if she'd be ugly, there would be people that would be that would do her for some money <laughs> that she doesn't need to be getting this guy. So yeah. like, uh, bitch had I mean, to come, and I he's straight opinion, up. I looks mean, like the invisible man or something but burned yeah i'm just Chris like Kirk. i'm just like well i mean it's kind of your fault bitch because i don't know what you're doing you there were probably three other guys wait just you know around the corner about to come and you decided you picked the damn grim reaper <sighs> to come and do whatever the hell you want you don't even know if he has any money i mean like whatever so yeah she, so she then, was way too pretty for him so so anyway. then the lightning flashes she sees his face and she's like <gasps> Get out of here! And then you know. Since when does that matter anyway? I mean, yeah, he basically also. Just comes comes at her and grabs this giant pair of scissors and just slams them right into her belly and starts digging and swirling them around and choking her and then throws her out the window. That's pretty intense. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, not only are you crazy and burned to a crisp and not believable, but uh, you you don't know how to talk to ladies either. So there you go. Um, like so, yeah. No. Not, not so, one thing going for him. So right after that, it goes to um, the camp, and it's Camp Stonewater, and we're at a baseball game scene, which is they like baseballs, baseball scenes in, in camp horror movies, which I'm here for it. Um, well, I love them. This has, I mean, it doesn't hold a candle to Sleepaway Camp's softball scene, but oh hell no, no hell, hell nothing, no. nothing will, not even a baseball movie will hold a candle to that scene in right. Sleepaway Camp. So I mean, right. Done preach so um you know and then we start getting a sense of who some of the characters are and like who wants who and who just random little snippets the nerdy kid is the kid for is the guy that's also in fast times at ridgemont high right yeah he's fast yeah okay that's that's what i thought um, but then, you know, a ball gets knocked out into the woods and there's this one girl and she reminds me of um, she kind of like reminds me of like Adrian King, like a 12 year old of Adrian King. Maybe it's the hairstyle. You always think what? Well, it's it's whatever. It's just that the hairstyle. You always think people look like Adrian King. Well, I can't help it. They do. <laughs> um, and her name is Tiger. Grr, and uh, <laughs> and uh, she's in the woods looking for the ball. And then we see him like there in like full-on black trench coat garb um and i'm like he's about to kill her too she's taken 20 years to find this ball in the woods which actually is probably pretty accurate with all the weed yeah, yeah. but if he'd killed her right then in the middle of the day like the whole because like people were like hey tiger come on come on they would have been like 
walked in there and found her dead body, the whole movie would have changed. Well, I don't think he really was going to kill her then. He picked out those shears and raised them over his head, and she just... Yeah, off. but then he probably thought about it for a second and was like, well... I don't... Mm-mm. Or he, maybe not. I don't know. Not at all. I don't think Cropsy thinks that much, I guess. So. Yeah. So, and then I guess it's just goes to the next morning, basically, and the girls wake up in their little tent, and then this one girl with this really cool shirt with lips on it. She's already given me alley vibes from Sleepaway yes, Camp. Yes, love that shirt. Um, Love the shirt. And she goes to take a, a shower, which uh, I guess this is an old, old um camp because the showers are outside, like outside. Yeah, outside. and really easy for you to see. And... Um, I, I'm watching these eighties movies. I miss the, I like this. I, listen, I can look at my own tits all day and I don't really care about them or whatever, but like, I miss the days of gratuitous tit scenes. I mean, like that was a staple for eighties horror. That doesn't when really I, happen yeah, that much. And I miss, I miss that they were real tits. They weren't, yeah. I mean, nothing against fake tits, but these were real tits. Yep. Um, and they just, they hit, they hit differently. Um, so yeah, she's in, a, <laughs> she's in there showering. She barely does any shampoo. And then all of a sudden it turns into a foam party at a rock, at a rock club. I'm like, what happened? Where did all this, <laughs> these suds come from? Like, it's like, it's like, it's, I, I, I imagine it being like a Leslie Nielsen spoof. Like she's just going to drown in suds here at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but then, you know, yeah. she starts hearing noises and turns out, uh, she screams and all the counselors and other campers start running towards her. She's not killed off screen. She's not dead. Turns out there's someone pranking her and peeking Alfred. off her. Alfred. Who played, who's the kid that is in Fast Times Original High. Right, right. And wasn't so. Alfred also the name of the character in Happy Birthday to Me? Like the not him, but the character's yes, name. Yes, I think so. So Alfred must have yeah. been a weird little nerdy wannabe, yeah, like yeah. popular. Like the one, the the red herring character in Happy Birthday yeah. to Me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so then basically, uh, you know, all the counselors and kind of meet up. It's there's four main counselors. There's Eddie. There's Michelle. There's Todd. And there's Karen. If you can tell the difference, but I didn't know who was a counselor. I I knew that one guy and that one girl that are like together. Todd, yeah, Todd and Michelle. Uh, but like, who who were the? I mean, was was Jason Alexander a counselor? Or was he just they? I mean, who who was he? I don't think he was a counselor. Um. But I, but but he, but Eddie hung out with him like they were whatever. But no, I think that Eddie wasn't around them when they were pranking and they had they were shooting Glazer and doing all those things. So I, the four counselors, because Eddie wanted Karen, and then Todd and Michelle were together. I think that was the only four counselors that we knew about. But Wait, so okay, okay. Eddie looked a lot. Eddie looked. It took me a, a while to realize that Eddie was a counselor. There was another guy that I really like that's like always with the group with uh, Woodstock and Jason Alexander's character. Fish. And Alfred. What's his name? Isn't it Fish? Maybe. I liked him. I thought he was cute. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, so. Um, so what was yes. I saying? You were oh. talking about the. So, yeah, so then, like, yeah, so um, Michelle is super, super, super angry and calling him, like, a sexual deviant and a pervert and all these things. And Todd's like, calm down. Like, I'll talk to him. She's like, he needs to be sent home. And, like, first of all, you're not Angela Baker. You need to calm it down. And also, Glazer is also having a shit show about it as well. Yeah, Glazer then. um, Who is the camp bully? He's the camp bully. And then he. And also, the camp father should way too old to be there. (laughs) 
can't I mean, plan, like, can't grandfather. Yeah, it's like, um, what are you? Um, so yeah, he finds out about because he has a crush on the girl that he that Alfred was peeping on, and, and so he, he also has apparently on copious amounts of steroids because he has the worst roid rage I've ever seen. Such roid rage. But then right after you know he's about to throw down with Alfred, Todd comes down from the cabin and he's like. You know, if I hear if, if you don't leave him alone, I'm gonna bust your ass. And he's like, and then he's like, well, he's a freak, he's a pervert, all these things. And then his then Todd goes, well, when was the last time you won a personality contest? And <laughs> I loved that, yeah. <laughs> and then um, I guess it immediately flashes to dinner at the mess hall. And well, no, so- I mean, no. Before that, he like um, he Todd talks to Alfred, and Alfred is like Todd talks to him before this. Well, but he's like, I was really trying to pull a prank. I wasn't like being like this. I was probably trying to pull a prank on right. her. So right. it's like not supposed to be as bad or something. And then then Alfred sees Cropsy, but nobody believes him. Nobody believes him. Yeah. So he the, so someone has seen Cropsy at this point. Yeah. It's Alfred the little nerd. So right. um, and then then, then yeah, the, then uh, after that, it's the following day. I guess. So yeah, yeah, that night it's dinner. Oh, they yeah, they have dinner, sorry. Um because uh and there's a lot of like young kids here. Like the the camp is so big and like and this is what kind of separates this movie from other camp movies is you know, the point of this movie is basically there is a group of kids, these older kids that get to go on a 3-day canoe trip overnight. Yeah. Kind of thing while everyone else stays back and the real action happens to their overnight trip, not really the actual camp itself, which I thought was interesting. Which also uh, makes sense because they don't want to kill off like little kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were like eight year olds, it looked like. Yeah. Here. They don't, yeah. They, they want to like get them away so they're not going to be like. Oh, Cropsy has a heart. No, Cropsy didn't. <laughs> I don't think he gave <laughs> um, a shit. But then Glazer comes in still mad about his, still roiding out about his fight with Todd, basically, where he basically put him in his place. And he uh, sits down at the dinner, at the at the table and like picks up a salt shaker, starts throwing salt on Alfred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, what are you doing? I know that part. I was just like, Oh God. I mean, what's he going to do now? Like, I what mean, the fuck? thank God Alfred is a human and not a slug. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes straight to, um, Woodstock. And he's like, Hey, anybody have my vitamin E? Why does he need vitamin E? I don't have any like, idea. Did he have sunburns on his face that he needed to rub oils and lotions on for the vitamin E? I don't even know. I don't even know what you use vitamin E for. I mean, well, for his thing, like I don't know what he needed it for, but vitamin E is like, it's like a, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm on vitamin D capsules right now because I've been in my house so long with my neck injury that I have to take vitamin E, vitamin D. Well, I'm on vitamin. I think the world's on vitamin D because we wear sunscreen and work indoors. The vitamin E, I don't know what that you would use that for. It's a it stops the production of. I don't know. <laughs> what are yeah. the benefits? Oh, it may prevent coronary heart disease, support immune function, prevent inflammation, promote eye health, and lower the risk of cancer. So there but you it's go. Mo- That's why it's, I'm like it's, it. it's, it's like most commonly known for its skin health. It's just so weird. Like it's in it's not whatever. I don't know why he needed vitamin E. Does he have some disease we don't know about? I don't Woodstock, know. I don't know. Woodstock, you need to tell Woodstock if you're listening. Yeah. So, <laughs> Let so us know. here at dinner is when we learn about the three day canoe trip overnight to Devil's Creek. They sort of do this little announcement here, right? 
Um, and then while that's going on, Woodstock goes back to the cabin to get his vibe and E and it's more of like a little red herring scene. You think he's about to get killed. Uh, but it ends up being Todd just coming into the cabin. So another like pacing f- faux pas to me. Cause like, well, I mean, I guess it's not, I mean, I guess in the eighties that would have shocked me and like, I would be like, Oh my God, he's going to die. And then he didn't. Yeah. Um, but there is, there's, it's, <sighs> If that was the only issue with the pacing, it'd be one thing, but yeah. it's just uh, the poor, poor pacing at the beginning. Well, speaking of that, the next scene we, the next like the flash of the next scene, it sounds like goddamn Rocky Top when they're all canoeing down the river. It's yeah. like banjos and and they're splashing each other, and it sounds like freaking Rocky Top. So okay, they tell the okay, is it is it the when they get there and it's their first night? That's when the story's told about Cropsey. Yeah, they have. Yeah, that's okay. that's like that's they're okay. about to. So well, when right we when, get to that, I have something to say. Because right when we're there, we're here, like they they start flooding and splashing everybody um, with their paddles, and then one of the boats sinks. Like how do you how do you unsink a canoe in the middle of the river? I don't know. I don't think I mean, you do. I think I think it's you, down. I, I think, that's what I'm saying. I like, think it's down there with the heart of the ocean and the Titanic. Go on. <laughs> Oh, I mean, and you- like, which really <laughs> creeps me out because just side note, um, there's this quarry in, um, like near my house, um, that people go and swim in and it has a, um, cause it used, I mean, it used to be a, a quarry where they were like, you know, whatever you do in a quarry, get the limestone or whatever. I don't know. Um, but there's still like a bobcat down underneath, like in the depths of the water. And it creeps me out. It just creeps me out. Like when there's like, there's so many cars at the bottom of like bodies of water that have sank and stuff. Like, cause it'll cause, it costs like too much money to take them out of the water. Yeah. And like all these ships that are sunk. Oh, it just fucking creeps me out. It's one of the scariest things to me. Like what if you were just like swimming, you got really deep and you found a whole damn like ship. Oh my God. Or like a car. Oh no. (laughs) And it would still have there's you know, their personal belongings in it. Ugh. No, well, thank free, you. Free, free stuff. Uh, no, no, thanks. Anyway, sorry for the side note, but I just no. want to talk about that. I have a d- really bad like phobia of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So now we're at the campsite where Todd is telling them the story. Okay. Which, the longest. Okay. No, it's the longest. It is. T- it's two minutes and thirty three seconds. I timed okay, it. T- I felt like. Because <laughs> I knew it you were was. Uh, yeah, I felt like it was an eternity. It was two and a half minutes. That's barely. a long time, and I would like. Then we should time the other ones, the Madman one and the the other one, because we can, we can. Well, I think with the Madman one, the reason that it didn't seem as long is because they had like the um, footage. You know, they would show they were showing mm-hmm. like the footage of him walking around and stuff. So there was like something to look at yeah. while he's telling the story but with this it was just like him telling the story so it just felt really long and he's essentially telling the story of what we saw at the very beginning of the movie yeah yeah so that's another reason it seems long because you're like okay well i mean i get that you tell them this but like i already know this so right right so but he's basically like you know he's out there and then though this mask like this creepy looking mask thing with a big machete pops out and like almost attacks sally and then they're all like ha 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 you fuckers you got us <laughs> and then they're all like laughing and stuff um and i is guess it, well, that's, i'm uh, confused okay i'm is it the next day or was it before they went on the trip that they play the prank on glazer with the bb gun uh it's before they go on the trip 
Oh, because I loved that. So I'm sorry. Oh, so we can that. we can go back to that. Yeah, you're real quick. I yeah. do. I do love that. I forgot because, about them swimming. Tell that story. Yeah. Well, okay. So they're all swimming, and Alfred is not the nerd because he doesn't know how to swim. And Glazer comes up and pushes him him in, and so like Jason, I think Jason Alexander's name is like Dave. Dave. And then Woodstock, and then that's the other guy that I think's cute. I can't remember his name. Uh, there was another the other guy. His name's I Fish. Know. I keep saying oh, it's Fish. You don't want to listen to me. <laughs> I, no, I did. But anyway, okay. So they uh, they help him get out, and they're like, we're going to get him back. So Woodstock gets his BB gun, and yeah. Glazer is across, like, on in this little, like, area, I guess. That's, it's like a floating dock. Yeah, it's like a floating dock, like where all the girls are. Like and, mermaids. Like mermaids. Yes, and he shoots, uh, Woodstock shoots him in the ass with the BB gun, and it's the it's one of the greatest pranks, and I loved it. Plus, it, it made cool. me love it made me love Woodstock more because I thought yeah, I yeah. think he's so cute. That was a really cool scene. Yeah. So anyway, and, and also that ad, that was like a scene that would add for me like something to like about it because I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, like okay. It made me love Justin Alexander more when he moons on. So hey. Also, he looks so cute. In this he movie. was. He really was. Oh, anyway. Baby. Okay, um, so we're back to the. Um, so he's the, calling. The, yeah, we're back to the overnight, basically. He then they just finished telling the story. Yeah. So then after this, and everyone goes to sleep, but Karen and Eddie then. Um, the two older other counselors basically go sneak off into the woods and they're going to go skinny dip. So first it's basically Eddie getting all naked and then he gets into the water and then slowly but surely timid Karen decides, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. But it's like they're about to do it. And she basically says she's not ready. And then all of a sudden he flips his whole shit out and kicks her out of the lake or something. Um, she slaps him and then she swims off. But when she gets out of the water, like all her clothes are gone. And they've been like thrown all over the woods. But like while she's looking for them, she keeps on being like, why help? Why are you? I'm like, who are you crying to? David the gnome and and his wood nymph friends. Oh, and and Swift. Yes. Oh, my God. Swift Fox. Oh, my God, please. Um, It's like, who are you crying to? And like, get over it. And then all of a sudden her throat's just slit with garden shears. Bye, Karen. (laughs) I mean, it was really cool. You know, and her name was Karen. Yeah. Mm. I mean, but she was very whiny. That's questionable. For sure. it's, it's very, it's that's very um, timely, <laughs> you know, Karen. Yeah. So within that next morning, everybody <laughs> anyway. wakes. Up, <laughs> next morning, they all wake up, and Michelle, you know, is like, okay, well, my co-counselor, female, you know, isn't here. Let me go try to find her. So her, Todd, and Eddie try to go find them and figure things out. And they assume she's just gone back to camp. So then they go look and see, but all the canoes have been cut loose and are floating around the whole lake. And like, it's it's gone. And it was like a long canoe ride. And like they basically, like they they Eddie's they, Eddie's the one I thought was cute and not named Fish. That's by the way, just FYI. Oh uh, well, he's not usually with them. Also, he is with them when when they do the prank. Though. Not the BB gun prank. Yes, he is. He's standing behind them. Oh, he's not one of the four of them though. It's 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 he's not the four that are mooning. He might be no, behind I don't them. think he's mooning, no. Yeah, he might be behind them, but yeah, he's not he's not part of that fork. But that anyway. But uh so Eddie basically is saying, Yes, she got pissed off and she, she must have gone back and she must have done all this. And they're like, I don't believe all this shit happens. But at the end of the day, they basically are like, Okay, well, we can't um get anywhere. We have to build a raft. What the hell? Really? How are you just gonna build a raft? Yeah, that's I was also like, oh, okay. <laughs> 
So then they all split up and then start looking for like materials and woods to build the raft. And then my favorite thing for Woodstock is when this one girl was like, Hey, what about this? And it's a milk jug. And he's like, what is this? A houseboat for ants? <laughs> uh, that's, it was like you, when you said, is this a sink for ants for oh my with, God. The, the dark power? Yes. Yes. So, this, um, or, and then you go a bath or sink. Yeah. Sink for ants. Or yeah. Something. So it's so cool. Um, but they, they do, you know, this would have been a great little 80s music montage scene of them building this raft. Had this been late 80s, it might have happened that way. But being 81, poof, the raft just gets built. And the raft is big enough to hold all like five, <laughs> four counselor, or one counselor and four kids. And I'm like, what? The? Uh, yeah, is it only that? It's only five? Yeah, it's five feet. It's okay. Eddie and then Eddie and then four of the, of the Eddie Woodstock and three other people. Um, I think it's got Barbara and Diane on it. And fish. Yeah. Is, I don't I don't know who fit. Yeah, okay, yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, it does have fish on it. So um so they're all just going down the river, like, you know, just floating on down, and then they see a raft or the raft, a canoe. Upside and, down. Well they uh, no, there is one upside down, but then there's one that's not upside down, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't remember the one that wasn't upside down. I just remember the green one that they're they're going to. And they're like they're acting like it's the holy grail. They're like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, why are you acting like this is, is you're is gonna save you? You're still in the middle of the fucking lake. And I mean you just like, made the world's best raft, so why would you want to <laughs> shit on that for this shitty ass canoe? I know. Whatever. So as they get closer and closer and closer to the raft. Then boom, like Cropsy jumps out of nowhere and just wreaks total savage mayhem on them. Yeah, let's let's take a moment of silence for this scene. Okay. Amen. Because it is, you know, I mean, I mean, even if you don't yeah. like this movie, it this uh, this scene is iconic forever. And yeah, you got. Um, he, he jumps up and it's it's it's, it's the iconic scene of him holding the shears up over yes. and over. Yeah. So Fish gets his. I chest. mean, that's on the front of all the covers. Yeah, too. yeah. The po everything. Fish gets his chest slit open. Um, uh, the barber girl she ends up getting stabbed right stabbed in, the in the stomach. stomach yeah. Woodstock, Woodstock gets his fingers cut off. And his throat cut. And his throat slit. But he, they show him cut all of his fingers, snip his fingers yeah. off. It's really cool. Yeah. Eddie gets them right in his neck or his throat. Yeah, the garden chairs are like just uh, stuck right into it. And then Diane, she just gets her head slashed. Like her yeah, forehead. which didn't I don't... look like it. It did not look like it would like that. It, like maybe you would bleed out eventually, but it. But head, wounds, head wounds always bleed. They always look worse than they are because, like, they bleed a lot, and um, that does not look like a deathly slice. But no, uh, yeah. whatever. But that scene is—it's only about twenty seconds, but it made the entire movie for me. Oh, I was like, oh my yeah. god. As it does for many people, mm -hmm. I think. I mean, it, it is iconic, and it's it still is. Even like, we, yeah, you don't see a lot of mass mass kill scenes and slashers like this. No, and that that could be. I mean, it's a, it, in my opinion, it, it's a really cool scene, but it also could be another reason why the pacing is weird in the other parts of the movie, um, because the fact that they that I think it's really cool they wanted to do this, but what they they had to like you know there was give and take with having a scene like this so you have this scene where all these characters get killed off but therefore you might have a problem with pacing because you can't there there's less people to kill off otherwise well, there's still like 40 more people that they could be killing off i mean yeah i know but pacing, i think that it didn't bother me if anything it shocked it, the pacing was perfect for me because it made this scene even that more shocking and unexpected you never expected him to pop out of this raft and kill or this canoe and kill all of them in, I, it, in yeah and um, for me it was more 
iconic. I love it, but it's just like it happens, and then it's kind of like over, and it's like yeah. it didn't bother me, me at and all. then it just yeah, and then there's just a lot of running around. You know, speaking of you know what happens, and then it's over. The next scene when Glazer's finally hooking up with Sally, and he dr- busts his load in about, yep. in about six seconds. Oops. And then she does not let him off the hook. She's like, you did nothing to keep me warm. So, when, so, so he goes to get matched for a campfire, and then Cropsy shoves his shears into uh, well, Sally. Right, yeah, yeah. Cropsy While he's gone. Comes over Sally, and you don't see it, but you know it's going to happen. And then Alfred is like a peeping Tom still following him around. But Alfred then watches Glazer get murdered. Like, hey. Yeah, he gets his, he, doesn't he get him, it's like he pins him to a tree. He gets, a, yeah, he gets, um, he gets stabbed and then in the neck and slammed right into a tree, basically. But after that, that's when Alfred goes and does wake up Todd. Cause he's like, uh, you should believe me now, I guess. Yeah, he goes to wake up Todd, and he's like, oh, my God, I saw the guy in the window. He's there. He just killed Sally and Glazer. And then right when it happens and um, he wakes up, Cropsy's there and does the exact same thing and, and slashes um, Todd's forehead. But it's like. But he's barely, just unconscious. But it barely me. nicks him. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. really. He doesn't die from that one yet. So then. Uh, but right in the then, main. But and then after this, you know, it's the longest. Then it's Alfred but and Todd. In the, well, the meantime, though, Michelle's also found the. Um, the bodies that not yet she's about to so right now though alfred and is running all over the woods hiding uh, yeah like, that part really like katniss slow. in the hunger games yeah it, it gets um so then though the, then and then that's that nighttime scene so the next morning so we assume he's probably just like chilling out or something i don't know what he's doing overnight but then it's all bright and sunny and the raft starts coming around the the corner there and everyone's like oh my god you guys you're back and then they're like yeah and then there's nothing on it and they're like oh they're playing a prank on us good fun you all need to be getting us back to and then whose body is it woodstock's body that comes floating up to the top no one's body floats to the top so it does michelle oh it oh after the fact yeah Yeah. michelle's Michelle swims out there, and when she swims out there, a hand falls over, and yeah. then she screams, and then a, 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 it's just a bloated face. I couldn't tell whose it was. I think it's Woodstock. Yeah, no idea. Um, it's too bloated, and 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 he's very tan. The face was very white, so I couldn't tell who it was. <laughs> I think it's just Kermit's shirt. I could tell, and I can't yeah. remember. But uh, I think it was like a blue. I don't know. I'm but that was the creepiest part, almost, of the movie when the graphs just starts floating around. You know, you know, you know they're all dead. It also gave me feels, um, even though it's like nothing like this, but it is in a way. But you know the segment in Creep Show Two, the raft, uh-huh. which is oh, the yeah. best, the best in my opinion, the best segment of any of the Creep Show segments. I really like that one. Um, but it just that, that whole scene gave me those feels, like the same yeah. feels as as that because um, there is it, it's so ominous and and it's not so. Um, the anticipation actually like holds you instead of you like wanting to look at your phone or do something else because it's like okay this is taking too long you know which happens to me a lot I you actually my, like I just put my phone away so that never happens to me usually I I, I, I throw it in another room so I don't well have I to- mean I'll, I'll but I'm saying like we talked we've talked about this before how like you know with streaming culture and like being able to fast forward through stuff and like being able to like not have to watch commercials it's like our brain is not trained as well to like sit through like. No, totally. Moments. The, yeah, and so totally. But this so I, one, the, this one, like, works very yeah. well and, and holds your attention um, because you know she's going to find something, but you really don't know what she's going to find because who knows? Like, are they have they all fallen off the raft? You know, like, what's she actually going to find? Yeah. And is Cropsy going to be there? Like, you know, what are, what's yeah. going to happen? Yeah. So I, I, will, I will say that a way to train you to also just training to get off of the whole um, 
screw what 15 second clips are trying to do to us for our attention spans. Put your phone in another room and you won't be tempted to look at it because it won't be there. <laughs> yeah, but then my neck hurts never. it and then I know I couldn't do it because I, then I didn't want to go get it and then I'll be like, this hurts. Well, that's, that's so, the whole anyway. point. You'd want to go get it. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's an, it's an addiction. It's not a <laughs> thing. Well, you got to train, you got to train yourself out of the phone. Hey, listen, but, I have enough addictions I'm trying to get over. This doesn't need yeah. to be the first one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so then meanwhile, at this I'm time, kidding, mom and dad. um, Cropsy's basically kidnapped and taken Alfred as hostage to this, like, I don't know, this, fortress in the middle of the woods I don't, it's I like an it, abandoned mine shaft yeah so um he's there and then so todd starts running out and going to look for him uh basically and then and right he, and then right yeah. then when he goes to this into this there's like a mine cart and then you're like why is there a mine cart and then all of a sudden there's a blowtorch i'm like who's this guy yeah. with the blowtorch it turns out it's cropsy but while it's going on it's flashing back and forth to five years ago and turns out that todd was one of the people that burned cropsy so, yeah. and so, he's, he's finding Karen at some point during this as well. Yeah, he, he finds, finds Karen. Her body. He finds Karen. He opens a door uh, during this, like probably after he's being chased. I think because um, the burning doesn't doesn't really happens here yet. Like uh, because Cropsy's coming at them with the flamethrower, but then like turns it off, and then like. He also, act- though, Todd, yeah. it seems like he had like almost blocked it out of his mind, in a way. Like, you know that he was part of it, but it's like he didn't like he almost like didn't remember it. No, I think that that no, I think it was that was supposed that, to be that's like it's us. a vibe. It gives it because vibe, like he, a vibe he, of that. He told us in the earlier in the movie that he got kicked out of the camp five years ago for pulling a prank. And then he's the one telling the story of Cropsy what happened. So I totally think he knows what he did. I don't know. I just thought it gave he, that vibe. I think he doesn't think that the story was real that he was telling that the Cropsy still is alive in an urban legend. Right, Holy right. shit, that really is him. He's like, oh, this and her. like he's like, oh my god, this is like that's he, what like, I mean. He, I guess he's like, oh shit, this is like because he, of what yeah, I did or whatever. He, did, he didn't die. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so I guess right when that happens, because. Um, What's well, Alfred, Alfred, he, he, yeah, he's, he's, like, he's free, like pinned to the wall with the shears. Yeah, he and he frees himself. Yeah, and he, he frees himself and then stabs Cropsy in the back. Yeah, with the shears, yeah. Which is pretty cool. But then they're never dead. So Cropsy just jumps all the way back up and then comes at them. But um, Todd has like an axe or something and just starts and just slams him right in the head with this axe. Yeah. Head open. And then they just torch his ass and light him on fire. Yeah, Alfred, Alfred torches him up. So, and that this time... Awesome. This time, hopefully, he's not going to be able to live through these burns because he shouldn't have been anyway. And um, yeah, yeah, he will. The, the burns he'll live through. It's the axe wound to the head. He might, you know, that uh, might take true. Him out. Facts. <laughs> Facts. So then they they go outside to find Michelle, and she's brought the police and um, via helicopter, <laughs> right? And. Then Love there's Michelle. another campfire with another group of teenagers. Then they're yeah, it, it it pans out as if the whole movie was uh, someone telling a campfire story about this event, which I thought yeah, was really so. It's cool. like meta as and hell. Then, yeah, and then the guy breaks the fourth wall and says, "Don't move, you're dead." And then it hits the credits, and I yeah. thought it was so cool. Oh my god, that was so cool. Yeah, the music and the music is really good. Yeah, I really like the music in it a lot. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I forget who does it, but it's so good. Okay, so um, let's okay. Let's just go through the kills real quick. I know we already did mostly, but let's just. I'm just going to go through them very quickly. Um, so we have you know the kill count. 
So we have the prostitute stabbed in the stomach. One, Karen, throat cut open um, with the shears. Three is fish with his chest cut open. Four is Barbara. She stabbed in the stomach. Five is Woodstock with his finger cut off and throat cut. Six is Eddie with the garden shears shoved in his throat. Seven's Diane with her head sliced by Cropsey. Eight, and I still questionably is that an actual death, but whatever. Okay. Eight is Sally. She's going to come back in the burning, too, because she didn't Yeah. <laughs> when we do an, another sequel, okay. Like, if he could survive that burning, she can't survive a nickname. We have so many sequels we need to make. Oh, my God. Um, right. I'm in. So, <laughs> Eight is Sally. Uh, she's killed by crop, obviously killed by Cropsey. Then we have Glazer, not number nine, and our tenth death is Cropsey himself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. we have a total of ten ten deaths in this, which is actually, and and so if you think about it, like half of those all happen within like a twenty second span. So yeah. Um, uh, what do you rate? What do you rate this one? Four and a half out of five. It's one of my it's one of my all time favorites. Yeah. I just think, and I I think also like you know you talked about um I don't know what you talked you talked about something about how your VHS copy and the original like it's very hard and it's off streaming or it was off streaming there for a long time it was hard you had to get these weird Still regional is. you had to get these weird regional um, discs before they started making them on Blu-ray I think if this movie had been what much more uh, distributed like Friday the 13th I think people would have this would be way more popular than Friday the 13th. Yeah, because it, it did not do very well. Yeah. It did not make a, it did not make its uh, its budget. Right. Back. And if you go if you go to IMDB, um, Friday the 13th and this movie both had the exact 6.4 rating. The only difference between the two is that The Burning has 16,000 reviews, whereas Friday the 13th has 122,000 reviews. And they both yeah. have a 6.4. So... I just think that more people, I mean, this is just, ugh, it was just back when, you know, slashers were, it was just a good serious camp slasher to me. Uh, uh, what, I what about it, you? Okay. Uh, before I watched it again, I probably would have given it like a 2.75, which is really not that low for me, but like, no, not at all. Um, I think I would move it up to a 3.25. Yeah. So I'll just, and I'm going to go through a little, a few little fun facts. Before we before we get gagged. Oh, wait. Um, we've so been gagged. I think you already said this, but I'll say it again. Tom Savini did turn down Friday the 13th Part 2 to work on this. Um, was that the best decision for him? Probably not, but um, but it made this movie better. But, uh, you know, business-wise, it probably wasn't the best idea. I don't think he's hurting, though. Uh, no, he's not, definitely. So, um <laughs> So and apparently he was not particularly happy with Cropsey's burn makeup as he was only given three days to work on it. Well, yeah, I mean, because he and uh, who was it? Oh no, that was for Freddy Krueger. That never mind. Uh, I think that well, Tom Savini went was a photographer during the Vietnam War, and so he saw a lot of like real stuff. That's where he got a lot of his like. I mean, you know what? I could be Cropsey with my second degree, third degree burns. Facts. I'll be, be Cropsey. You could go straight. You 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 do a better job than Haley Joel Oz. What? That's not his name. But whatever the kid's name is from Bear, Big uh, Bad News Bears that played Freddy Krueger in the remake. Yeah. Jackie, Jackie Earl, Earl Haley. Haley. Yeah. <laughs> Haley, Jackie Joe Earl. Osment. <laughs> Instead Whatever. of I see dead people, I have bad dreams. <laughs> I love, I, I wasn't like, God, that made me so upset that, that, that I hated that movie so much because I loved him in Bad News Bears. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I liked the movie. I, just hate, I thought the makeup was garbage. But the, well, the makeup the was garbage, but I thought the movie was boring as hell. But anyway, uh -huh. that's just whatever. Um, It's really, it would be really hard to live up to Robert England, like, 
period. So right, um, nobody, nobody's gonna have nobody was gonna enjoy that. Like people were gonna hate it regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also just thought it was boring, and I thought the Friday the Thirteenth remake was like a million times better. So oh, way better. That opening scene alone was better than the whole other movie. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the concept of the film. Uh, which was originally scripted as the Cropsey Maniac, is based on a campfire story told at a summer camp around New Jersey and upstate New York, uh, which is what I was talking about already. It's still still in circulation. Circulation is also the basis for the documentary Cropsey, which I highly recommend you watch. It's it's really, really good. Um, the film's composer, you were wondering about him, Rick Wakeman. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what else he's done, but uh, he was originally offered a percentage of whatever profits the film made, but he decided to opt for a fee instead as he felt the film had no chance of being successful. Um, But it ended up being the biggest grossing horror movie in Japan. So uh, unfortunately in America, it did not like, I think it's, but it was like something million and it did not, it didn't make a million like at all. Um, So I don't know. Okay. So to create Cropsey's distorted POV shots, the cinematographer rubbed Vaseline on the outside edges of the camera, which is a not, not that strange of a trick. That I know. Use, so. Maybe, um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay, cool <laughs> fact. I, I mean, even I know that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this was obviously on the video nasty list in Britain because of the uh, ref scene. I, the the video nasty thing is so insane to me how like so many people were not able to watch so many movies for so long. Oh, I know. There. I know. But, it's wild. Yeah, like till the 2000s, still on a lot of them. Um, the wardrobe of the film is mostly the actual wardrobe of the cast. There was rarely well, I, I a guess, costume. I guess Jason Alexander has a lot of baseball tees. Yep. Um, The film's climax was shot at the ruins in an abandoned copper mine that the production team found, which is uh, I've been watching a lot of like true crime stuff. And well, I mean, I always do. But mine shafts are are fucking creepy because you can if you kill someone and you throw someone down a mine shaft, the chances that that body will be found are almost like non-existent right. because of how many there are that are, that are closed all over the country. Like mm-hmm. the chances that, that you'll find a dead body and they're, they're in there a lot. Right. 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 Like, right. No, no chance. So they creep me out anyway. Um, the director, Tony Malum, Malum, said mm-hmm. that there was much more footage shot of the Cropsey killer for the film, but he decided to cut back coverage on the killer to keep Cropsey more frightening on screen. I mean, it's not really... Uh, I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, there, it, That's about it. I mean, it's it's all kind of... All the fun facts are like, eh. Yeah, well, and I was going to try to say, too, but we were really into the fun facts. Rick Waitman is from the band Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. 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 Lonely heart. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, another thing that's a fun fact that we didn't mention. This was um so um shit. I don't think we mentioned it, but this was also Holly Hunter's first movie. Yeah. Yes, and she did say uh, she did have a something to say about it. Or what she said to say? About, oh, nothing. Uh, good. Uh, no, it wasn't bad. Um, she said, well, look, I got paid more than I ever could have imagined on the burning. I was making over $1,000 a week, which was incredible. How I many weeks make, was this? Yeah, to be filmed, I don't so. know. <laughs> I could make my rent. I didn't have to wait tables for a while. I got all these new friends, and I was kind of a glorified extra. I got my Screen Actors Guild card, so it was fantastic. Oh, wow. she had to say about it, yeah. Yeah, she was, cause she was just Holly Hunter's the, the, the mom in, um, in 13, isn't she? 
like uh, with what's her name? Um, yeah, Evan Rachel. Yeah, Wood, yeah, 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 yeah. No and, panties, no bra. Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite role of hers is still from the Copycat with Sigourney Weaver and Harry Connick Jr. or whatever. It's like a thriller about oh, yeah, yeah, Sigourney yeah. Weaver's an agoraphobic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Criminal profiler. It's terrifying. I just but watched I, a, that a movie like that, with, uh, Murder by Numbers, that has my Oh, with Sand- Sandra Bullock and yeah. Yes, because I love Michael Pitt, so... Um, yeah, I don't, like, I don't like Ryan Gosling, so hey, there we go. Oh, and I know I, I love him too, but like Michael Pitt, it's just I don't know. I've, there's something that I have something weird for him. You sure do. I mean, he is so so much. I mean, I love him in Funny Games. I, I'm fine with him in Funny Games. And yeah, he's a, he's a fucking maniac. So anyway, all right. So I I think we finished the burning. Yeah, so I'd say everybody stay gagged on on Garden Shears. And stay gagged on those fingers, uh, Woodstock's fingers, after they got cut off. <laughs> stay gagged on miraculously built rafts that would rival Noah's Ark. Uh, so stay gagged on a blowtorch that just flies out of nowhere. <laughs> stay gagged on surviving second and third degree burn wounds. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay gagged on being literally charred to death but living. Yeah, and uh, stay gagged on following us on all social media, guys. Yes, uh, yes, I will say, stay gagged on our TikTok, Holla. Gag Me With A Knife Podcast, That's and right. our Instagram, which is Gag Me With A Knife Podcast, <laughs> and our Twitter, that is Gag Knife Podcast. And my future child's name will be Gag Me With A Knife Podcast. Yes, mine, <laughs> mine, mine also. <laughs> All right, see ya. Bye, everybody. <laughs>